Welcome to another edition of The Tongue with Dr. Mike. I'm so glad you're back with us again. Today we're doing things a little bit different, but I want to always make sure that you're you're checking us out on the tonguespeakslife.com or on psalm346ministries.org. Either one of those places you can go and check out all of our podcasts from before. There's a ton of things going on. I want you to check that out. I do want to start this off a little bit differently. I'm going to share a part of my life from the past. Uh, It'll give a little bit of insight into me. Um, And it's going to be exciting for me as well. Uh, And I'll explain that in a second. It's, uh, well, I've been out of college now, my first college. Uh, I, I, I went there in uh, 1994. Uh, so let's date ourselves a little bit. So let's do a background of, of Dr. Mike. In high school, on my senior year of high school, a lot of snow that year. So our, our graduation was extended and uh, the end of the year didn't actually happen until the middle of June. And during that time, my parents and I, being a normal teenager, uh, had our differences. We, we got into some arguments. I was accepted into different schools that started in the fall. Uh, one program I got into was uh, at Bloomsburg University, for those of you that know where that is. And that program started in the summer. That was a summer program. You would go during the summer. You would take the fall off. You'd come back home. You could do community college. Uh, you could do nothing. Uh, and then you would return back to campus there in the spring, spring of 95. So at the conclusion of my high school year, as I say, my parents and I weren't getting along so well. Um, we actually got in an argument. And because of my prolonged school graduation, it turned out that the summer program was going to start the day after my high school graduation. So after my high school high school graduation, uh, I actually went to a, a graduation party after the ceremony, and I ended up getting in a fight with my parents. Um, I don't even remember what it was about at this point, but... It, it, it changed where I went to school. It changed my direction in life. And I ended up going to a ceremony for my graduation. I went to an after ceremony party at one of my friend's homes. And uh, the next day, I woke up and was driven to school to start my college career. So I had no summer there. There was no preparing for school, my choice on where I was going. I was accepted all over. I ended up going to the place that started the next day. I say all that to say uh, there was probably between five and 600 summer freshmen that went that year. I met tons of new people. I know for you introverts out there, um, I was very introverted and, and very to myself. And when I went away to school, I thought, you know, nobody here knows who I am. This is a chance for me to be whoever I want to be. I can. They don't know I'm shy. They don't know that I'm, you know, uh, like to be by myself or I'm not extroverted or, or anything like that. So uh, I used it as an opportunity that they didn't know who I was. So I was going to be whoever I wanted to be, and I ended up coming completely out of my comfort shell. I'll say. 
and uh, putting on a persona of somebody totally different that was not who I am or who I was at that time. And I, I mean, I had a fantastic time. Nobody could tell I was really shy. Uh, I became extremely outgoing and I met so many great people. Um, to make a long story short, I uh, the plan was to go during that summer and to, like I said, return in the fall. Some of my friends stayed there during the fall and they started pledging fraternities and sororities. And some people went home and went to community college. I ended up leaving at the summer after the end of the summer session. Um, for everybody in college, it's it's a huge wake-up call to go from high school one, one week and the next day wake up and have an 8 o'clock class where the professor doesn't really care if you come or not. And once I knew that they didn't care if I came or not, I never went. So it was, I was more interested in developing my, my social life than my academic life. And I've paid for that many years later, but we'll talk about that at another time. So I became extremely close with the people that I went to school with. And uh, we took the, some, I took that fall semester off. I came home, um, I went to community college and in the spring of 95, I went back to school. I was reunited with all of the summer freshmen that came to school that were all in the same situation away from home for the first summer of their real life. Uh, we became extremely close, closer than my family at some points. We went through a lot of things. In my, my first college career, I'll say, I went through um, so much emotional things. We had people pass away. Uh, we had a friend of mine pass away. We had other people that we knew pass away. Uh, it was a very difficult time in my life. It screwed me up for a long time. Um, jump ahead, I ended up leaving that school eventually and having to restart my college program, my college career over, completely over four years later, starting from scratch. So at that point, I was uh, severely deflated. And my father said, you know, and four more years, you know, I felt like a failure because I dropped out of school. I got kicked out three times. I, I failed out twice. Um, and now I'm not 18 any longer. Now I'm 21, 22, and I have zero credits to my name, maybe three. And, you know, my father said, you know, you can either start your life over and go back to school or you can use this as an excuse to not do anything. But in four more years, this time is going to go by anyway. So four years from now, this point right now, you can either be done with school and started over and completed school, or you can be somewhere else in life. And that was the one thing in life that stuck with me was that time is going to go by anyway. So I restarted my college career. I ended up going to Penn State and uh, graduated there. I went back for my master's degree. Um, and that went extremely well for me because now I was playing catch up. I just wanted to go, go, go because I wasted four years of my life. And so now I'm on a fast track to do as much as I can. Uh, I got my first master's degree. I went to law school. 
Uh, I got my PhD. I then went back to school for a second master's degree. To say all of that, uh, another I can get into details for that for a long time. However, I say all of that to say this. 20 years have gone by, 15 years have gone by, 20 years have gone by, 25 years have gone by since that time. I met a ton of people that were super important to me in my life. I really realize now that people are with you on certain journeys and certain periods of time. Sometimes people pop back into your life and you don't know when and you don't know why and you continue to walk a little bit longer with them. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. This is very eye-opening. I'm in a total different spot in my life from when I was at school. Uh, I was a Christian then. Uh, you could say that. I mean, nobody could tell I was. I grew up with, with values, and I knew right from wrong, but I really wasn't actively seeking or, or anywhere in my life that I, I should have been. Uh, and looking back now, what a waste. What a waste. But like I said, I did meet great people, and they were, some of them, closer to me than my actual brother. And my fraternity brothers were very close to me. Uh, and it's funny to say that because some of them, I still don't know their real names. Everyone had a nickname. There was 400 Mikes that went to school. There was 500 Johns. It, nobody called each other that. Everyone had a nickname, and you knew exactly who you were talking to and about when you used that nickname. So some of those people... I only knew their nickname, but they were super close to me. And sadly to say, and a lot of this is my fault, uh, a lot of it is life just gets in the way and continues on and everyone's on their own journey and their own track and their own path. I do not speak to any single one of those people that I went to school with. The people that were super important to me, the, the people that that we went through death and life at a young age and uh, experienced freedom that we never had before together and trying to find our way in life. And they were super important to me. And I, I don't talk to any one of them. I don't even know where they're at. I did speak to one. One looked me up um, a long, long time ago after we were out of school. And uh, he had become a Christian and he came out and wanted to go to my church. And I wasn't really a, a very deep Christian at that point, but I brought him to my church. I hadn't seen him in years, and it was great to see him. He met my, my family, my church, and then he went away. We promised we would stay in touch, and I never heard from him again. He never heard from me again until the other night, my fraternity brother that I went through all this with, all these things, reached out to me 25 years later, and I haven't spoken to him other than texting until right now. I don't know how this is going to go. I have so much questions and so much things I want to say to him, and uh, we're going to experience that together because I'm going to call him right now. And... Uh, Things have gone on in our life. This, this might be boring for some people, but for me, this is one of the greatest moments of my life because I'm reconnecting my younger me to my current me. And this person saw both of that. 
well, he saw the younger me. He hasn't seen this me. Um, I'm super excited to call him. He's been a, a good friend of mine. Back then, uh, we were super close. And uh, we, we pledged our fraternity together. We made it through our fraternity together. And uh, we left our schools. And I'm not even sure when I left. Uh, I, I left so defeated and so beat up after this experience. I didn't want to talk to anybody, really. But throughout these last five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, now 25 years that I've been home, I think of these people often, very, very many times. Uh, you know, certain things that I went through and the funniest times of my life that the people that were there and the key figures that you grow and you go through. And I brought my friends from home up to meet my friends at school and they all got along. And it was some of those mixing those two worlds for me was super important. And it was, it was awesome. And, you know, I, I've missed that part of my life because it just abruptly died. And now uh, I'm about to make this phone call and reconnect with uh, this person and uh, his name is Mike is Mike Woods and I'm about to give him a call so hang on you're going to go on this journey with me hey Mike I can't even believe it I can't I can't even believe it Mike Woods, what's up, buddy? It. What's up? I, I am serious that I looked many times and never you know, saw hide nor hair of you online. I figured, well, the guy just evaporated. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm like David Blaine. I'm, exactly. I'm mysterious. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I and, miss you, uh, dude. I've missed you for a long time. Yeah, I, exactly. You were the only guy I connected with after, you know, I, I crawled out of bloom, you and, and Gibson, but it took a long time to reconnect with him. Like yeah. we, we didn't, we didn't connect anymore, you know, after, uh, a couple of years of, um, you know, go like did Monco, which is a community college. Yeah. And, um, that was it. Um, and then he was just gone and, I mean, the, it was a, it was a crazy story because we were both living in Harleysville and not knowing. And then, uh, my middle son is, uh, Mikey and he had a T-ball game. And so I was down at the game and, um, there's a bike path that goes along like four fields and I was going to the bathroom and this guy, you know, walks past me in the Gibson strut and uh, he's like, <laughs> I know that. Just, strut. Yeah. Yeah. I know you do. <laughs> and he did it and just kind of gave me the, the, the head nod and the, Hey man. And no then way. kept going and then just, you know, like two more steps turn around and he's like, Mike, it didn't <laughs> dawn Mike it. Was, wow. Yeah. And, and we were still living under each other's nose, but you know, not connected at all. And um, so that would have been, now probably 10 years nine or 10 years maybe oh, wow. and um, maybe eight i don't know yeah uh, but um we you know when i was married as couples we got together um frequently and my 
uh, ex became very good friends with his wife. And then in the end, um, you know, a part of like the, I don't know what you want to call it, but just the unraveling uh, started in the relationship that she had with Joe's wife because they were like best friends. Oh, wow. And unfortunately, um, you know, my ex just hit some, you know, bad, uh, I don't know, bad whatever. And (laughs) so that relationship with her fell apart. And um, she, you know, she didn't want that. She tried to reconnect again and um, and still, you know, just didn't work. So um, after, you know, it's been almost three years now, uh, but I still, you know, got together with uh, Joe's wife's name is Aaron. You know, went over with the kids because some of the kids are, in, you know, similar ages, yeah. did barbecues and stuff. And um, now, uh, you know, like I said, uh, through text, Joe and I get together you know, here and there, we try to be more diligent about it. Um, like I was with him maybe two weeks ago. Um, but, um, yeah, I look forward to the three of us being able to sit down. Dude, you know what? Like, you know, as you say that, like I, my heart, like just jumped, you you know, that just hearing his name when you said it before, you know, and when you texted to me, I went through a lot with him. Uh, he was super close with me, I thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I mean, one of the funniest times in my entire life is with him. And and if I ever talk to him again, I'm going to bring it up. And I know he remembers it because the two of us were, were laughing so much that whole day. Um, I have told a story that in involves you and him many many times to people because to me it's one of the funniest moments ever even though if you weren't there it wasn't it's not funny yeah but was at the buckhorn okay (laughs) it was probably really early in the morning or really late at night i don't remember i'm gonna say it was early in the morning had to be and the waitress came over and she goes anyone want any more coffee and he said, uh, you know, everybody's like, no, no, no. She goes to leave. And Joe goes, you know what? I'll have a little coffee. And so she just like puts a splash in the cup, like out of like, you know, just irritated me. And Joe has like tears coming down his face. And all of us are like, what? And he can't talk. So he just, he just showed it to him. Cup. Yeah. Dude, I remember that like it was yesterday. Now that you said that, oh my! God. Yes, like a little coffee. Yeah. Oh my goodness, dude, yeah. that brings back so much uh, to me. You know, that part of me has been dead for so long, dude. Because I talked to zero people from that school or from that time in my life, and there's yep. there's so much memory and, and nostalgia I have and sometimes I'll hear a song or I'll, I'll I'll smell something and it brings me right back to being 18 years old or 19 years old and these people that were you know you included being so important in my life that just I have no contact like no, nothing I have no idea where they are other than a name or, or a memory in my head and it's sad man it, it really is sad you know, I knew when I got saved that 
I had left that behind because right. it was, yeah, it, it wasn't something I was holding on to. I mean, I, I will be brutally honest, and I threw out the brick, I threw out the sweatshirt. None of that meant anything to me. Wow, you know, really? it, yeah. It was like, it was fun, but I I had felt, you know, like, coming out of there and, and and actually, you know, go in a whole new direction as a new creation. Yeah. Um, I had left all that behind. Yeah. And now 25 years later, um, I would stop and talk to anybody, you know, as far as, you know, connecting from a relationship standpoint, but I don't have those, you know, tangible things. And probably if that was, you know, known throughout whatever i don't even know how many guys are still you know even really connected i i'm part of a facebook group and the only guys that post on it you know it's the bloom delta pie group mike they're all like a hundred and you know i don't know any of them it's like number 12 number 36 yeah you know these are old guys that are just you know looking for breakfast buddies at the diner but uh, i guess we're old guys too now but Wow, if you're uh, number yeah. 12, I mean, you and I were in the 500s, man. Yeah, we're good. We got <laughs> so, a few years. Oh, that, <laughs> that's but way I, up there. On, on Facebook, a uh, long time ago, connected with Cashman. I've never had any communication with him. Which one? Uh, Which one? Ryan. Okay. Uh, yeah, not Rob. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rob actually is a local guy, but yeah. Gibson's connected to Rob. Um, he, I think Rob actually moved back to Bloom. And has no like way. a teaching job up there, <laughs> I think. Um, got married and yeah, got like a teaching job somewhere in Central PA. Um, but I know Joe keeps up with him. You want to um, hear a funny Joe story real quick that just came to mind? Yeah. When yeah. when Joe was leaving school for good, he yeah. took uh, he was living with me at the time over on Sesame, right? So the two of us lived on Sesame Street, uh, and. Uh, he was staying with me, wasn't going to school, and he was about to leave school forever. And I had a Jeep at the time, and we loaded yeah, up all, everything he owned into my Jeep, and we were about to leave school, and I was going to drive him to his house. And he just looked at me, and he goes, you know, it's pretty sad that, you know, my everything I own in life fits in your Jeep, you know, <laughs> started cracking up at him. A poor guy, like there was, there was plenty of room left over in the jeep, man. It wasn't packed at all. The poor Listen, guy. My, yeah, my stuff fit in a couple trash bags. Yeah, my uh, mine. I left a lot of stuff there. <laughs> you know, I I left uh, at that same time, and uh, I wouldn't have left. I'd probably be dead if we're being like honest, honest. Um, yeah, yep, me had too. Had it not been for him, you know, because he and I were sitting in. Zate's basement, you know, like drinking the rest of the gross beer like we usually did. <laughs> yeah. And he said, I'm headed out of here tomorrow. And it, now, so my recollection was that Dorian picked him up, but I don't know if you packed his stuff up and then took him somewhere and then no. Dorian got him. I, I actually drove him to his house. I drove him. Did he wind up back in Bloom after that? I don't know. I don't know. Cause, cause he he was at a party with me. Listen, all of this is really fuzzy, but he <laughs> was at a party with me, and he said, um, "You know, you're we're we've been sitting there the whole night. No one else is down in the basement. It's 
And he said, um, Dorian is coming up tomorrow and you're going, I'm going home and you're going with me. So it could have been that he had gone home already and then had come back maybe for like a party or whatever. Um, but I thought he was like totally pulling my leg. I was sitting in the crack room and Dorian pulled up the driveway and I was like, holy crap, this is actually happening. I took everything off the floor, threw it in trash bags, and got in the car and came home. <laughs> and I didn't even let them drop me at my house. They dropped me at you know somebody else I knew in Lansdale, about oh, wow. 15, 20 minutes away, just yeah. so I could like get my thoughts together before I walked into my house. Well, um, was so I yeah. gone? Was I gone by then? I don't remember, Mike. Yeah, That's- I don't remember either. I remember when I got, I, dude, I failed out twice, three times maybe, but I got kicked out also. And when, when I, when I, I mean, when that happened, I stayed up there and I lived up there because I couldn't unplug myself, you know, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I felt like I was such an important person there and I was, you know what I mean? And as we grew yeah. higher in the numbers, uh, you know, as the older people graduated and left and we became more important in the, in the frat house. Uh, I couldn't leave. I just didn't want to leave, you know? So I stayed up there for like, uh, it might've been a semester or two. And, and I, I remember my dad called and he was like, when's enough enough? You know, <laughs> I was like, right. Yeah. You're, you're at, at that point. You're like lawn furniture. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I, I was there. So summer of 94, I came back in the spring. You guys all pledged in the fall. No, uh, I, I, I didn't. I pledged with you. Oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> Those guys, you know the uh, Jacobson, you know, Jacobson and Clayton. And Cla- yep, all those guys. They stayed in the fall and pledged. And you remember when? I remember when we left. I was like, "You guys find the biggest, baddest place here and go there. And when we come back, we'll all get together." You know, and they pled. They ended up pledging. They were supposed to wait for us. <laughs> you know, they pledged that whole semester. <laughs> And then when we got there, they were already brothers, and now we pledged under them. And they, you know, they they like that very much. So, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, so you and the, you were in the same group with me. See, well, I don't remember everybody in our. Well, I remember uh, Jeff. There was only four um, of us. There, there was uh, there's there started and, out. Yes, yeah, there started out thirty some, and four of us made it. And it was yeah. Dan and Jeff and you and I. That's crazy. Yep, and Jeff broke his Your ribs. Your memory's better remember? than mine. Huh? Your memory's better than mine. So yeah. here's what I tell my kids from time to time, or at least I've, you know, I've told them, I tell the story. The, the kid that was a twin, his brother was at SIO, I think his oh. name was Cassidy. Yep, yep. He would do one-arm push-ups yes, he and did. drag me up and yep. down so that we wouldn't get in trouble Dude. because I was so weak. Bro, I will <laughs> never forget that because I was on the other side of him. And, and, and it was me and then him and then you. And then when you were like having trouble, he actually was doing one arm pushups and he had his arm, uh, he had his hand like grabbing the, the butt buckle of your jeans and he was pulling you up. Yeah, dude. I I remember that. Like that was absolutely crazy. Yeah. And then when he quit, I like, I didn't have the clarity at the time, but when I think about it after the fact, I'm like, and he was so smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what am I dude. doing this for? Yep. Um, he didn't quit because he couldn't hang. He quit because he didn't see the value. Yeah, uh, he was a tough guy, man. He, he really was. Yeah. So um, 
I came home after that. I don't even know where I was going with that story. Oh, <laughs> other people I connected to. Yeah. Jacobson, you know, sends me a happy birthday from time to time. He actually wound up marrying this woman who was married to my neighbor's buddy. And oh, this guy was the biggest goof. Like, there's a lot of other words to come to mind. And every time I met him, I would go to my neighbor, who I wasn't, like, friends with, but, you know, we were friends. And, you know, if they had a barbecue, we'd come over, or, you know, like a Halloween thing, whatever. And I would say, Joe, how are you friends with this guy? Because he was so, so rude and obnoxious. Yeah. He's like, we've, we've been friends since we were five, Mike. He's like, you don't, you know, you just kind of take the good with the bad. I'm like, all right, I get it. Yeah. So anyway, his wife wound up leaving him, and she married Jacobson. Oh, way. So funny, when I see this pop up, oh, yeah, like it popped up on my feed. I'm like, what's Mike Jacobson doing on my Facebook feed? <laughs> you know, what's his face, his ex-wife? But um, I, he I, looks like doing well in, you know, in probably his family business and what his dad was yeah, doing. Yeah, that's what I remember. Um, and I can trump uh, the, yeah. I can trump that story. Let me trump that story. Go you for remember it. our pledge brother, Dan. You remember Dan? Dan? Yes. So yes. Uh, he married my ex-girlfriend, the one I was dating. Uh, Nicole Bergard? No, not that one. Oh. Nope. She was a pixie sister. I don't want to say her name because I'm recording this. But uh, no we, we, uh, we, uh, uh, her and I were dating for a long time. And then I got kicked out of school and I left for a semester. But I was coming up periodically every other weekend every weekend whatever and the last time i came up there uh they they were acting very strange <laughs> you know uh, together and, and then uh it, it was i i remember because it was the first time we did that parade uh for homecoming and we built that huge dragon that that spit the um it's it spit the uh fire extinguisher out the nostrils i don't know if you remember that but uh, barely but yes but then that's when I found out that they were an item. And uh, last time I heard, they ended up getting married. And I thought that was kind of weird. But uh, it is what it is, <laughs> you know? It is. It's, it's, uh, it's all part of the, uh, of the bigger story. And um, I, Jeff, um, you remember Jeff Lombardi? Of course. Obviously. Yep. He, he is with NFL Films. Oh, of course and he so, is. <laughs> Jeff so Lombardi. That, where, where else would right, he be? Where else would he be? Yeah. He posts these pictures of, you know, his beautiful family and him, like, going to London, going all oh, over. Wow. You know, it, every year I look forward to his post from the control room for the sub Super Bowl. He's like, we're ready to go. And I'm just like, man. That's what, awesome. What, how did this guy get that life? That's cool. Um, he was dating yeah, somebody. Yeah. He was dating somebody very serious at school, and I'll never forget because when I went to law school, when I when I I went and took my LSATs, and yeah. his girlfriend was there taking them with me, and she didn't she didn't say hi to me. She didn't look like she acknowledged me at all. But we hung mm -hmm. out with her all the time. She knew who we were. You know what I mean. And uh, yeah. it was his very serious girlfriend. I don't know if you remember her, um, but I thought that was weird. And, and then I never saw her again either. You know, we took the test and then I ended up, le I finished the test early and I just took off. I didn't wait around. But um, but that's all, dude. We could talk about stories like this for hours. Yeah. I, I, know, I know we can. I remember you coming to my church. Uh, you, you reached out. This must have been uh, how many years out of school? 
were we? Because so that I, was probably 98 or 99. No, 99 is when I got saved. So it would okay. have been in 99. And I don't even know how you and I connected again because I wouldn't have, unless you told me in college, you know, that you had a relationship with God. I don't know how you and I connected. Well, I, I, I did have a relationship, but I wasn't a, a Christian, I would say. I grew up knowing right from wrong. I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, you couldn't tell by the way I acted at school that I was a Christian at all. Um, but I think uh, you and I must have... I, 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 I remember going to church on Sundays at school towards the end. And I remember that when we left, I didn't... I, I don't know how you and I left, but I remember, I think you reached out to me at one point and you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm saved. And I think I was like, Hey, me too. And we just started, you know what I mean? You're like, I would love to come out and come to your church. And you did. And you came out yeah. to the church and you're like, I want to meet your pastor. And I'm like, Oh dude, it's awesome. I'm at that same church still. Well, <laughs> you know? my, my, do you know why I'm talking to you tonight? No, because I was sitting there Saturday night, Saturday morning, I had, as I was, you know, in, in my just morning quiet time, um, you know, you pray and, and, and stuff just kind of starts yeah. to form in your mind as like it was just dropped there. Yeah. And as I'm praying, I'm, I'm gently nudged that, you know, when I got divorced, unfortunately, yeah. um, I, the, the day my wife, ex-wife walked out and then my sister's came and picked up my kids to take them overnight for a few days. And I'm sitting in my house alone, broken. I realized how much I had isolated myself from the brothers in Christ who I had walked with for years, yeah. got together with every week, prayed with, prayed for, saw God do like amazing things because of work and because of life. Yeah. Just totally isolated myself. And then the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I'm sitting there that night and I'm like, wow, I am I can't believe how far I am from everyone. Yeah. And so piece by piece, you know, God put that back together. Uh but um I was sitting there on Saturday morning and it was just kind of like a nudge, like, hey, you know, you're you, you, you're kind of not, not that you're there, but you're kind of not, you know, pursuing, you know, the way that you need to and, and really establishing, you know, those relationships. Um, there's, there's always opportunity and you find excuses. So anyway, I'm sitting there Saturday night and, you know, as has happened many times, I'm like Altieri. And I thought to myself, what was the name of that church? And so I Google, because you lived in Easton, yep. I Google Rock Easton, and there's a rock church. And I'm looking yeah. at the website, I'm like, that ain't it. <laughs> so then I, I did a different search, and there was one, it was House in the Rock from yeah. Wind Gap. Yep. And I'm like, I don't know my geography, but you know who knows how far Wind Gap is from Easton. I plugged that into Facebook, and on the page, the, the first post that comes up with you know like eight likes on it i'm like let me look and see who's liked it 25 years later having had <laughs> no contact with you at all the eighth name yep. is mike latier it's like holy crap yeah well, that's the odds. crazy yeah. 
And then I was like, you're not, this guy's not going to accept my friend request because he's been under a rock for the last 25 years and he's not going to want to connect with me. I have, man. I, I've <laughs> been. Stand right away. And that was, yeah, I was so grateful for that. And, um, and, and thank God for that. Yeah, it's very, very cool. It's funny, just, too, because that just happened. Like, they just made me, you know, me, I, I disappeared from that church for a while. I disappeared from all church for a while. Mm. I went through a lot, a lot of things that you and I, I can't wait to talk about. Um, you know, but it, it kind of brought me, this is recent now. Now, you know, we started, um, you know, my friend JB started a ministry and it's Psalm 346 Ministries. And uh, I'm the CEO of that now. And we started a food program and uh, we reached out to House on the I mean, I just showed up to House on the Rock one day with like, uh, you know, a couple gallons of milk and some cases of eggs. And they're mm. like, who are you? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, I used to go here all the time. And they're like, nah, we don't remember you, you know. And, and I'm like, you're right. And I, and I told the assistant pastor at the time, he's like, when's the last time you were here? And I'm like, uh, probably two years ago, you know. And as I'm driving home from that, uh, I'm thinking to myself, man, how stupid. I haven't been there in probably a decade. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. you know, since, since that outreach, I've been going back there more and more. And they just like put me on there as, as somebody who likes their stuff, you know? And I, uh, I just, ha I think I did it twice, bro. Yeah, like I like something they put on there because, awesome. you know what I mean? And, and it's, uh, man, if I would have made the connection on how that would happen and reach to you, no way, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, um, I was so grateful. I yeah. was so grateful. Yeah, um, man. And, and not, it, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It's not that they, that I don't have anybody. It's it, it it's how you, you know, like how you reach out to others and how you make yourself available and how you, you know, basically, you know, go before God and say, you know, God, who do you want me to connect with? Yeah. Um, I'm not like a big Henry Blackaby guy, but you know, he wrote a book about um, where where look where God's at work and join him there. Like really simple, simple theology. Yeah. Um, make it complicated, but um, yeah, I I know that he's put all the every guy I reached out to who I had you know been with for a long time, and you know, like through tears when I was going through the divorce said, "I'm really sorry. I need you know guys around me at this time." Every single one immediately you know, like embraced and was there for me, calling me on the phone weekly. Some of them every other day, That's awesome, praying with me on the phone, yeah. texting back and forth, taking specific prayer requests, you know, as, as it was navigating through it. But, but I had told myself in listening to, you know, not the still small voice, but you know, the negative thoughts, none of these guys want to hear from me. Nobody wants to, you know, talk to me because, you know, I had just gone off, you know, down a, a, a path of I just need to work and work and work and work. And oh, I've been yeah, there. at one point I was a part of like probably three or four different boards, you know, like heading up, you know, nonprofit boards and doing all this stuff that I was encouraged to do. Yeah. But also, you know, that there's something, you know, this is probably for family consumption, but a, a board and a word that starts with a W that starts, sounds like door yeah. is somebody who just keeps 
you know, jumping on yeah, yeah. every single thing just to fill up their time yeah. and doesn't, you know, doesn't have a connection to the cause, doesn't have, you know, necessarily any real passion for it. It's just so they can check it off. I'm a part of this. I'm a part of this. And, you know, I had all, I was in so many different ones, um, but it all is time. And it, and time's the, the greatest, you know, resource that we have. Yeah. And I was blowing it. So, um, yeah, now, uh, and, and so when that happened, I parted ways with all of them and, um, and then kind of stripped it back to nothing. I was just recently uh, given the opportunity to um, join up uh, a new organization with my company. And I sat on it for a couple of weeks and then I reached out to one of our um, EVPs and said, you know, it, if you want to cons- throw my name in for consideration, you know, I would consider it. So that'll be the first time, you know, that I would do anything like that in probably seven, eight years. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it is, it stinks when, um, you know, we start to fill up, uh, our lives. It happens. Not bad stuff, just the wrong stuff. Just it's life happens. Life gets in the way. That's what I always say. It was like, you know, and from my, my journey has been quite, quite a difficult path, uh, to get me where I am. And you know how people can tell you, don't touch that stove. It's, it's hot. You're going to burn yourself. Don't touch it. Don't yeah. touch it. Well, I got to touch it, you know? And then, right. oh, yeah. yeah. And then how when, do you know it's hot? yeah, how do you know how I, what do you, what do you know about what I think about hot? Yeah. Your hot might not be my hot. <laughs> exactly. So I've learned a lot of things the hard way for sure. And, you know, God blessed me. You know, did I remember being on my, you know, at the time I was sleeping on an air mattress that had a slow leak in it. So every morning I'd wake up flat on the floor and you, you already know, had a bit. Yeah. And I was like, God just changed my life, you know, and I prayed it for, uh, I was like, just changed my life, changed my life. And then my little boy showed up and you want to talk about changed my life. Uh, mm. yeah. And, and we can talk about all, all that, you know, when we get together and, uh, cause I want to hear, I want to hear everything about you, man. Well, you know, your, your wife, your marriage, your kids, all that stuff, your divorce. I know that's painful, but, um, yeah. I got, I got, you got, you know, it's good to get it out. And, uh, and bro, you need to know, like, I'm, you know, you're saying I, I'm skeptical or, you know, who can I, I'm always going to be here. That was just that moment. That was just that moment. <laughs> yep. That, I, I'm just saying, dude, I'm always going to be here. You, you know that you should, you should know that. Um, because I need to hear that sometimes and I need to say that more because I lost, yeah. I lost a lot of friends. Um, when I, was, I went through my stuff, you know how you said you had a good support group and they call and pray for you. Well, yeah, I would reach out to my friends that I called friends and I would tell them what I'm going through and the responses I would get would be, yeah, man, that sucks. Uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, man, I don't know what to tell you. You know, mm. and then I was like, well, I don't really need to, to hang around with you anymore. Um, I, I you know what I mean? Like, you're not helping me. And I, not that I'm, I'm looking for you to give me something to be my friend. But when I really needed you, you're not there. You know what I mean? Uh, you just don't 
there was nothing there for me to lean on. And I think, you know, God puts us through all this stuff too. So you learn to strip away and you're not relying on these people and not trying to figure it out yourself and you're relying on him. And that's the only way you get through things. And I'm learning that more and more and more every day, you know? Um, but it's, you know, it's, yeah, I went to school and I know, I know, you know, this, when, when I got, kicked out all this time dude i rapid fired went back to school and i just did as much as i could because i wasted all that time at bloom you know what yeah. i mean and i was on a mission to man my life's what a waste you know and I, here we go here we go and uh yeah so i have some knowledge but it's you know i'm not a smart man <laughs> you know what i mean like i definitely mm. need i need my support group too and i need you know my my dude when when you reached out to me it was like you know my entire past opened up to me and, and became alive and i don't know how to explain that other than i know it's been dead for a long long time you know yeah and uh just you when, when i looked down at my phone and saw the name it, i can't tell you like the feeling that 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 came over mm -hmm. me about that and Jones. Uh, yeah it really was yeah. and i'm like i can't believe and then when we did the math and we're like 25 years what? <laughs> what what's going on you know like i'm an old man now um but i can't i think i, I, think I was saying that one of the one of the boys you know like i can't believe 25 years i have no clue where that went Not it's neither. like it seemed realistic yep. and i think his response this is like my very simple-minded son he said <laughs> What does it matter, Dad? You're connected again. That's awesome. Amen, man. That's awesome. That is, <laughs> what what a smart dude. Right? Yeah, and, and there's nothing that we don't have to. And that that is the Lord. Like we we don't have to, you know, worry about what we didn't um, or what wasn't. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we, you know, like where where are you today? And you know, where's where's God at? And how do we um, you know join in? Um, tell me about. Uh, I don't know how much time you have, but tell yeah. me about um, the. How long ago did you start up the food? Um, that was in the last year. Yeah, so this this started probably last year. Um, I want to say I'm really not good with timelines. It's got to be last year, and uh, it started out with. Um, I, I was friends with somebody that worked for me. I ran a bar and a restaurant and they were my entertainment committee. And uh, they were, they ended up dating somebody that I met through them. And he is actually the one that we discovered we were Christians. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden we started talking and I did a separate podcast before that he would edit and post and put out. And, you know, the more I talked to him and the more we discussed what, what was wrong with, not what was wrong, but what we would like to do, we started experimenting with other things, you know? And I was, I was like, hey, you know what, man? Like I have, I've been writing this, um, I've been writing things for a long time and I used to write letters to my family about God and one, my one uncle uh, who passed on, but he had cancer and I would handwrite him a letter every week. You know, it was like three page letter, four page letter, just telling him uh, uh, support and God's love and all this stuff. Right. So I have all these letters and I was like, I would love to put that out um, on a podcast and do 
some things with it. So we started working together on that project and I have that podcast came out and like, you're on that episode right now. And awesome. so, um, that led us to, Hey, why don't we do this other thing? And we started, you know, it's his idea. He started this Psalm three, four, six ministries. And, you know, as we discuss things and, and we're like, let's reach out to the homeless shelter that we, um, that's down here in town and you know it just i walked in there and i'm like hey what do you guys need and we found out they needed uh coffee all the time tons of coffee so him and i went and uh we went to the store and we bought like maybe four hundred dollars worth of coffee right and, and so we're taking it down and on my way out i i asked to speak to the manager of the store and i said listen um we just bought this like we're not asking for anything uh, I'm taking this to the shelter. Is there anything you would like to give? And I'll take it, you know, with your, you know, from you. And yeah. he's like, well, we have a program here where we donate so much, you know, let me get back to you. And he took my name and number, whatever. I, well, I didn't think anything of it for, and it was, I think, during the holidays. And, uh, you know, sure enough, like a couple of weeks later, he reached out and he's like, hey, if you were serious, I can use you to come up and pick up food once a week, you know, or twice a week. And we worked out the details and, and we started taking food down there um, two days a week, you know, and then two days became three days. And then every time he called me, I made sure we were there. And so then not just taking it to the homeless shelter, then it was what churches can we go to? And then as that snowballed, it was individuals were reaching out, hey, you know, I'm, I'm down on my luck or, you know, I can't mm -hmm. afford this and that. And how do we, it just sort of snowballed, you know what I mean? And so now we're at, at one point we were there four days a week, five days a week. And, you know, now we're up to, um, you know, we wanted to, we have cases of Bibles. We give Bibles away for free. Uh, we're connected with some churches over in Africa. Uh, I've sent tracks and uh, the ministry has sent tracks to India and Pakistan and um, all over Africa, you know, to people that are in need. And, you know, I have a case of Bibles here that we can't ship because it cost 17 times what I paid for the <laughs> the the product yeah. you know to get over there and uh so it's it's really been snowballing and now it's we we created a nonprofit and you know uh we are I just put a fundraiser together for it and we are just reaching out you know what i mean and now we're like what can we do more what can we do more and we're trying to get more people involved and uh more food well, and let more me stores. go ahead ask you this what what if you put together uh like a, a 12 person trip and you can carry that stuff in so you don't have to worry about shipping yeah but dude it'd be great that guy you know this this guy in africa has a huge thing going on in september he's been dying for us to come out there you know what i mean yeah and you can you can definitely fundraise that i'll tell you a really cool story really quick hmm. uh when we were it, this was back in the early 2000s newly married and they always take the newly married couple and they throw them with the youth group and they'll be like oh you guys will be great to lead over here you know like because nobody else wants to do that <laughs> so you go hang out with the teenagers yeah. and um one of the assistant pastors would teach um and and then you know we would kind of run whatever games events and coordinate so we we decided we were going to go on a trip and um 
the this was in Quakertown. So some of the kids, you know, had no problem with their families coming up with the money. Yeah. And then some of them obviously, you know, were from, you know, families that didn't have two nickels to rub together. And so I'll never forget this. I was I was sitting at work. I was paid. You know, my my ex was on the trip. She was paid. Our other two leaders were paid. A couple of the kids, you know, most of the kids were paid. But there was two girls from the youth group that weren't covered. And I was sitting at work. And I had someone come in at that time. I think I was just opening an account. This is a long time ago, uh, like checking savings, whatever. And this uh, this woman had come in, and she had um, relocated from down south. And so we get to talking, and um, you know, talk came, conversation came around to, oh yeah, I got this, you know, really cool trip coming up. We were going to go to Belize in Central America. We were going to bring a lot of supplies. We were going to visit orphanages. We were going to go into a prison. Um, we did do all that. It was amazing. That's awesome, uh, dude. But in talking with her, she said, oh, you know, like, um, been looking for, you know, some causes to give to. We haven't gotten plugged into a church around here. And I said, oh, I said, well, you know, we certainly still have some, you know, money that we're raising. And, um, and she goes, well, how much can I give you? I said, honestly, I'm, I'm not in a position to tell you yeah. what to give. <laughs> Huh. You give whatever you're led to. Mike, she gave to the exact dollar yeah, of what was the cover those God, other man. two girls. The that's last, God. you know, two for the trip. Not right. It totally God, not by accident, but by design. And and she said I and I was like blown away. I'm sitting there like in tears at my desk and my coworkers are like, What's wrong with that dude? And <laughs> and I said, What do you like I, I'm like speechless right now. Yeah. And she said, listen, she goes, when you come back, just, you know, take a couple of minutes, you know, I'll come back in, just give me a, you know, just a couple of minutes to tell me about the trip, to tell me, you know, the impact, you know, really, that's it. That's all I want. You know, I said, we could like put together, you know, uh, a night, you know, with you, your family and friends and, you know, share, you know, like what God did. She goes, oh, if you want, but really, honestly, I'm just saying like, I'll be back in just, you know, love to hear, you know, how it went. Wow. And so had an amazing trip, um, but it wouldn't happen apart from this stranger just dropping a check that just, oh, by the way, happened to be for exactly for the exact what we amount. needed for those kids. Yeah, that's um, amazing, dude. That was the last um, trip that I went on. Mm. And I, I, I that doesn't mean that's the last time that, you know, I've been in the mission field because that's what, you know, right where we are. Right, right now, yeah. Every day, right? Yeah. Exactly, right now. Um, but I, I don't know that I won't find an opportunity in the next couple of years to maybe go with um, all three of my kids. Uh, just, just kind of have surfaced in the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, my two younger kids got uh, baptized nice. after the course, and um, you know, on their own. Um, you know, have really pursued, um, you know, relationship with God plugged in through their youth group and, um, you know, have a group of friends around them, uh, you know, that, uh, are all, uh, aligned in their faith. And, and that's difficult, Mike, in this yeah. day and age, oh, yeah, you know, no. for their age to find other kids that are interested in church. And I, I gotta tell you this, it's the coolest thing. Cause we're talking about brotherhood, not just Christian brotherhood, but 
how we are there for one another. And, you know, especially, you know, as guys who don't want to open up to other guys, want to make sh- make everyone believe, like, I got it all together. I'm right, fine. Right. And um, my son graduated in June, um, Had has an incredible friend group. Like, just, he played soccer for 10 years. This whole group of kids that are all ride or die with each other. And one of them, you know, toward the end of the senior year, gets a girlfriend. You know how this goes. Yeah. Starts to, like, distance himself a little bit, spending all the time with the girl. They graduate, and um, he's got some family in Alaska. So he and his dad and his girlfriend take this amazing once-in-a-lifetime trip to Alaska. They're there for a week or two weeks. I don't know. They come back. She dumps him the next day. Oh, wow. And so he calls my son, you know, in tears. And um, he's like, you know, you just got to come over. He's like, come over for what, bro? Like, what? What's going on? Yeah. And he wouldn't tell him. So finally, William pulls it out of him. He's like, oh, you know, so-and-so dumped me. And he's like, well, okay, number one, I love you. Number two, you'll be fine. Number three, I got class in the morning and I can't come over right now. However, because he started school, college already, he said, you got to get like connected. He knows he's a Christian. He's like, you have to take this to God. You got to plug in to, you know, not just, you know, go to church, but plug in with your relationship. This will pass. But that is so important. And this is your opportunity. And then he's telling me this, Mike. And I'm like. Whose son are you? Yeah. Like just that <laughs> to know that you know that not because of me, not because of my ex, but because of God. Yeah. In you know that there, that's where they are, and they got rocked. Yeah. They got rocked three years ago. Us getting divorced was left field. It was mom went around the house one night, kissed everybody, said, "I'm taking a break." Not did kiss me. Um, and and then never to return. Oh wow! And so, as you know, my youngest was ten, and then the other two were fifteen and thirteen, and that's a really rough time to have something like that happen. Oh yeah! And since then, it's been you know me probably eighty five ninety percent of the time, and they're they're just doing amazing, and that is. By the grace of God, not anything, you know, I mean, I, I, I try to be obedient and keep them centered, you know, in, um, in, in, in ways that, you know, he's going to be able to continue to um, impact and influence them. But, man, to hear him, you know, have that conversation and, you know, give that encouragement, you know, to his, like, one of his best friends. Yeah, uh, that's just, awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm grateful for it. And then my other son, you know, is is just he, he's picking up his Bible in the morning. He is, you know, starting to like head down that path of I just want to absorb this. I want to absorb the word of God. I don't want to just sit in Sunday school messages. I want to know the word. And, you know, it first of all, you know, if you go to Isaiah, it's just precept upon precept, Mikey. Like you're not you know, this isn't hard. We're not reinventing the wheel here. Just Little here a little bit, there a little bit. It'll get into you if you get into it. Um, and so I'm excited for him. And he's 
he went upstairs and he came back down. He's like, Dad, I just read Ephesians. And, you know, in <laughs> chapter six, he he talks about like this armor and da, 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 and he's going on and on. I'm like, yeah, I said, that's pretty cool, right? I said, now imagine this, Mikey. Imagine the guy who wrote it. First of all, like take the chapter numbers out, take the line numbers out. Just think of it's a letter, right? He wrote a letter to a church in a town called Ephesus, and he was sitting in prison. And when he was sitting in prison, and he's kind of like laughing at me at this point in time, because I don't even, I don't think he even believed that, you know, like, because I, the kids are like, are you telling a dad story or is yeah, this yeah. real? <laughs> and, um, and I said, Mikey, he's looking at the guard and he starts to p dissect him, you know, element by element, and then ties it all, you know, to these attributes of Christ that we have as, quote, soldiers of Christ. Mike, his eyes were like saucers, wow. you know, like making that connection. Yeah. Um, and and he's 16. And, and I just, I can't, I could never express the gratitude that I have to God that, you know, my kids aren't where many, many, many find themselves. And I don't say that from a judgment place. I'm just saying, like, that's where our world is. We're screwed up. That's and, a scary time right now for yeah. kids, for kids especially. Yeah. So that they're, you know, they're, they're taking it up and they are, um, they're not like radical, crazy, carrying their Bible under their arm through the hallway. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it, it's awesome to, to, to step back and beg God to, you know, uh, continue the, that work in them and then see it happen. Yeah, man, that's super awesome. That's, you know, and that's my, my little guy is, is young yet, you know, but we're, we're, we're starting routines and we're starting to do things. But, um, yeah, man, I, I can only hope and pray for one day that he blows me away too, you know, and uh, he will, yeah. he will. I mean, I think that promise is there for us. I know the promises in God's word yeah. that, you know, that, that, that's what he'll do. Um, and, and even when they wander a little bit, he'll bring them back. Yeah. Um, but I have to remember that it's what he does. And, you know, I, I don't know where the verse is, but, you know, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, right. uh, you know, that God is going to, you know, work that out in us. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't, I don't think of having wasted my youth, not having that relationship and not being plugged in. Um, but I am so excited for them that they're starting from this point. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're going to have the opportunity to walk it forward. Well, the way I see it, too, is, you know, we went through, you know, I don't look at it as a waste. I, I do in the overall picture, but it, that was an important process and a step in development on where we are today. And I probably wouldn't be in the same spot had I not had all those experiences before. And, uh, yeah. you, you know, well, every you learn just like i said before like i learned the hard way and these experiences in life were or invaluable to me yeah you, know, you know look at what we went through and you know with death and, and you know being so close up there and you, you know we mm -hmm. went through all that stuff there you know i'm really hard-headed so the fact that i had to you know have those experiences where i'm like wow could have yeah. died there could have yeah. died there yep. could have died there to, to then, yep. Right. When I finally, you know, when the um, when the stuff fell off my eyes 
you know, and and God's like, man, it's, it's hard, right? It's hard to kick against the goads. <laughs> uh, I can look back and say, gosh, I only made it through that because of this grace that was waiting for me, yeah. you know, when I was willing to turn around and accept it. Um, I, I went to church. I went to Catholic church at that, you know, that's where I was raised. And I went into a Catholic church in Bloomsburg yeah. that was, you know, a couple of blocks away from campus and it was empty. And I had that conversation. Like if you're actually real, like I got a list, I got some stuff that I need to happen. <laughs> and you know, nothing magically happened when I snapped my fingers or whatever and walked out. Um, but I'll never forget that encounter because when I later, when I actually, you know, began a relationship with God, I always went back to that moment where I'm sitting there begging for him to change some things because I was spiraling yeah. and there nothing changed because that was his plan, not to see me hurt, but to see me get to the end of myself. Right, right. And that's uh, that's the tough part, man. Is is is, you know, he's got that plan for you, and and you know that everything's got to get stripped away. And it's you know, for me, it was everything got stripped away. And uh, I, dude, I, like I said, I I don't know. I might have a piece of paper on the wall, but it doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I learn every day, just like everybody else. You know, and it's uh, these experiences that we had and, and the people that I know and that I did know. And, dude, it's a miracle to me that you and I are talking right now. You know what I yes. mean? And, and, and uh, like, I'm so grateful for that. And, and uh, dude, I can't wait to have so many more conversations with you. And I can't wait to get together. And, and I can't wait for our new, you know, just like your son said, you know, what's the difference? Here we are. You know, we reconnected yeah, and absolutely, yeah, and, and praying and praying for you know others that you know potentially may or may not believe, you yeah, know, to connect with and um and see what God does. That's really exciting. I also, um, you mentioned you like to write, and yeah. you know, like literally, you can just delete the link if you want, but I sent um, I sent my blog for over like a little over 10 years. Okay. Um, I've been writing and I store it there. And so you can just scroll through There's seasons where I wrote, you know, like a lot and, you know, almost daily for like brief periods of time. And then there's gaps where I didn't write for a really long time. So, um, you can check that out. Nobody goes there. So, um, you would be like the one visitor for the year. Uh, <laughs> but it just, I, I stopped writing cause I did, I told myself like, Dude, nobody cares. Nobody's reading this. And and then post-divorce, it took me a while, but I got to the point where I was like, well, I'm not writing for anyone else. I'm writing because, you know, this is stuff I want to get out and express. And I I hope that one day that God would leave me to, you know, put something together in in an actual book. Um, but in the meantime, I really do enjoy you know, just writing um, a little bit and then sharing it as God leads. And I've had some powerful, you know, shares where you know, just giving something to someone and, and seeing it, you know, really impact them. So I know it's a gift um, and I'm and I'm grateful for it. But again, like I really don't do anything uh, with it. But it, it, I brought it up because you said you like to write. So maybe you'll uh, get an opportunity to read it. If nothing else, man, you're having trouble sleeping. 
Yeah. Just bring <laughs> yeah. up one. Ah, dude, I, I can't wait to get together and, and you know, may, may, this is a start of a lot of things. You know, my mind's going a thousand miles a minute right now. You know, uh, from the moment you said you worked on the board of nonprofits to to writing to, uh, dude, I, I'm super excited to to get to meet up with you again. Um, I'm I'm super excited to try and get you know uh, Joe in, in with us, and, yes. and uh, dude, I can't wait. Like I, I this is the, like the honestly like one of the only things I've really looked forward to in my life in the past it's been a while it's been many years you know because it's like i i've gone off and and you know just like you said i i i mm. went through this you know things got in the way and i put blinders on and i don't want to deal with nobody and uh you know that's not the way we need to be uh, you know you and i especially we're those beacons of light and we you know our job is to get that light out so um, I can't wait to reconnect to you. I want you in the studio. I want you. Uh, I want you at my house. I want you to have dinner with me. Like I want you a part of my life, dude. You've been a part of my life since the '90s, you know. And yeah. we had a small. No, I, I can't wait. I'm gonna be. Um, I know you're gonna do a little travel here. Yeah. I'm gonna be in South Carolina next week. But let's connect the week of. Uh, I mean, we can connect in between. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's let's see if there's something we can put on uh, the calendar for the week of the seventh or or the week after, um, or both, and you know, uh, or both. And mm -hmm. uh, at some point, you know, we'll pray about you know, hopefully connecting with Joe too. I'm going to send him a text. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then uh, we'll go from there. But thank you so much yeah, for uh, for reaching out. And um, yeah, this is just uh, you know. A day one, I guess you could say. Can I pray for us? Uh, Absolutely. If we, uh, Absolutely, man. Go ahead. Awesome. Father, we thank you. And uh, mostly, uh, Lord, for who you are. We thank you for what you've done. Um, we're not here talking to one another apart from the finished work on the cross. Um, thanks for revealing yourself to us, um, to Mike separately, to me separately. And um, Lord, just showing us your love in spite of how much of a knucklehead we could be uh lord you wait for us and um and you're just you're long suffering and you're gracious to us and you're merciful and now here we are and so lord in all that we've just discussed here over the last 30 40 minutes um we just give it up to you and lord wh wherever you want to take it and um whatever you want to do uh, to continue to help us build a relationship with one another and impact the lives of the people around us that we know and don't know. Um, God, that's what uh, we ask of you tonight. And just pray, Lord, that you would take this this mess and um, certainly turn it into a message, Lord, that we can um, you know, bring forward uh, to others. We know you're in the midst of it, God. That's not a question. We are excited to see where you take it uh, to. And uh, we'll just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, dude. Yo, my favorite part of that was a mess to a message. That's awesome, dude. That that that's, that's from a mess to a message. And that's my mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that far off. <laughs> Bro, I'm so glad we we reconnected, man. I love you. Uh, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait for our lives to intertwine again. And uh, let's not 
you know have anything stand in the way and this is all be god's timing but uh i can't wait dude i'm super excited god bless you man god bless your family um what else can i say i can't wait dude i can't just talking to you to i i don't even know what to say like i never pictured in, in the last decade me reconnecting with anyone you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And and now to know that it's you and to know that you're a Christian and to know that we think, you know, that, dude, I, I don't even know what to say. I'm actually at a loss for words. I'm just super excited. And You uh, should change your name to Esther. Uh, okay, I'll be Esther. <laughs> for such a time as Esther. Hey, I love you. Thank you uh, for connecting. And um, I'll connect with you, uh, you know, here and there between. Uh, and hopefully we'll see each other the week of the seventh. All right, brother. Take care. Thanks, Mike. All right, man. Be good. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for uh, being on that journey with me. Um, man, that was uh, the one, one of the few times that Dr. Mike is speechless with uh, a large part of my history coming alive and, and knowing that he is who he is. Um, and I am super excited for the future here and whatever God, whatever reason he's got us reconnecting, uh, I can't wait to see. So uh, from, from the tongue with Dr. Mike, uh, thank you for going on this journey with me and I will see you next time.